Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. From the Talks and Tastings Studios, this is the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. This is Bullhagen. This is Berg. And this is Vicker. Peter's here. Hey, Pete. Hey, Pete. Yeah, we got the whole gang here. I got a got, got the remodeled talks and tasting studio. Yes, look at that. Yes, uh, we have brand new carpet in the studio. Right, nice. It's really livening things up. Right, you you don't have to look at it. Please keep continue to talk to your microphone instead of away from it. Okay, so yes, we have in, we have brand new carpet in the studio. Uh, actually, everywhere in the church. And the question was, do we need it in the studio? And they said, oh, of course. Live in the dream. The luxurious studio. Yes. Really, they were they were redoing the studio, and they figured, well, I mean, if we're doing that, might, might as well, well do, do the, the rest, rest of the church. Of the church. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Berg? Oh, just living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. So to. I have before we, before we get started, I, I gotta get something off my chest. You know, it's always good to to talk things out. Um, and I'm gonna try something just to answer something real quick. It's so Peter, you don't have to do super lot a lot of editing and add the numbers to this unless you want to. All right. Uh, okay. Let's, let's I've up. got like a speed top 12 list. Oh, right away? Right. Just a quick top 12 list. Just because I don't want to dwell on this because I, I don't want Vicar to feel bad. There's just some some things that uh, I want him to to help him with. Uh, we had a visit today and he got a little droopy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he was awake, I think. But did you ever see someone where their eyes are open, but every single muscle on their face is completely relaxed? And and you don't know like they're they're like and it kind of looks like he's looking at the person behind you when there's no one standing behind you. Okay, for this, do you, do you recall? So for this for this speed top twelve, uh, I'm going to be drinking some McKellen's Isla single malt scotch. <laughs> so okay, all right, and Vicar, what do you have there to help my way through it? I've got uh, Wild Turkey 101. It better not make you sleepy, bro. Uh, it won't. <laughs> so so I have a, a quick. Top 12 uh, helpful tips. And the reason why I want to make it to speed because I don't want Vicar to feel bad about it, right? Sure. And and this is really just for Vicar because how like how can I have top tw- – this is just like a meeting that I would normally have with him because normally when you have an issue, I, get, I write a top 12 list and we talk about it, right? That's exactly what happens, right. yes. Right, that's the helpful way to do it. So um, I have a, a top 12 things Vicar can do to help him stay awake when we're at a visit. All right, let's go. All right. I literally was so angry I wrote this in three minutes. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Number 12. Always be thinking, thinking of something funny to say. It keeps the mind going, right? Always be looking for a punchline. Like, uh, oh, do you like uh, Halloween? <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. What? What? <laughs> okay it was someone that had they had a lot of uh, halloween decorations like everywhere i mean you you could always say do you like halloween i bet it's (laughs) bootastic yeah (laughs) bootastic berg you you did not do anything that's not even funny though That's maybe worse than what he did. I did the best I could. It's like he didn't try. You tried and you failed. 
right. Uh, by the end so of the show, I'm going to have a top 12, 12 uh, jokes better than that about the situation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Number 11. <laughs> number 11. Uh, get a good night's sleep, for heaven's sake. Hey, I've been trying. That's number 11? <laughs> That's number 11. Uh, number 10. Uh, hold a hot cup of liquid on your lap. That'll do it. That way, if you get a little drowsy, you're going to have a situation, right? That's right. It keeps you alert. It doesn't even have to be coffee. Just any kind of hot liquid. Just, just kind of hold it right there on your lap. <laughs> just okay. walk around with hot water. Yeah. That way, if you, if you get a little sleepy, it starts to drip. Oh, I'm awake. Uh, number nine. Uh, talk about yourself. What I've noticed is uh, when you talk about yourself, you find the conversation a lot more uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it kind of pays them back for being boring. It, it's like, so so what happens is it, it evens, your, evens out your own drowsiness with their energy. So, so as you talk about yourself and get a little more interested, then the other person starts to get more drowsy and then you, you are like on the same wavelength. Makes sense? You've got the science all down. Oh, yeah. I got this. Okay, uh, at speed. Like speed chess. Go. All right. Number eight. Uh, remember that everyone remembers the last time the vicar's been at their house. That's a really good point. Right? And uh, you might be a little sleepy, but for their in their mind, you're always a sleepy vicar. <laughs> like, you remember that one time? What, what vicar was that again? You remember the one who fell asleep on the couch? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Vicar, there are stories, there are yep. stories of past vicars. Vicar Van Winkle. <laughs> All right. That's legitimately happened. I mean. Number seven. <laughs> uh, use a little self-awareness that understands that people will be spending every week trying to stay awake to what you're saying. Oof. All right. That yeah, but it's only... One. It's only like 20 minutes. Come on. That's true. All right. Um, uh, understand. This is another understand one. Number six. Uh, understand that uh, uh, pastor's back is getting sore from carrying your dead weight on these visits. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't Which leg day, Vicar. <laughs> so, if it, so if it is leg day, you know, can you carry him? Well, well he did help put some, move some pews yesterday so maybe he was a little tired from that you know maybe i've been working a little hard the funny thing is oh. i wasn't even tired so the fact that you thought i was tired is i i just think that's really funny all right so here's the thing okay all right now now that we're open up this can of worms i know you're trying to defend yourself but, <laughs> but i just want to say this right i wasn't just trying to keep you awake okay uh number five lift heavier weights right you keep doing this i'm gonna make the weights heavier okay Got to keep the blood pumping somehow. Right. Uh, am I being too mean here, uh, producer? Or my, my... I, I like Dark Bullhagen. Keep you, going. You, Dark I, that, that's the thing. I, I channeled my inner darkness because people love that. All right. All right. Uh, number four. Start counting pumpkins. <laughs> All right. My that son would... counts pumpkins. He's really into it. It probably keeps him awake, right? It does. Now that people he also say... blows kisses to the Frankenstein monster, so... You could do that, too. Do that, too. All right. You're ready for number three. Number three of my speed list here. Uh, this, is a, this is really easy, okay? Take genuine interest in people. <laughs> <So>. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, wow. that way, if you get a little sleepy... I feel get... bad for you, Vicar. I mean, wow. creepers, creepers. <laughs> no, I mean, this is almost this is almost as bad as when uh, Bullhagen made me watch that uh, Schwarzenegger lifting video from my bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, this is the slowest speed to top 12 I've uh, ever heard in my life. Well, you know, the thing is, like, the, the anger is starting to... You know, I thought it was okay, but you know, every time you talk about something, and you're like, "Oh, I'm fine," and the more you talk about it, okay, maybe I'm not so fine. And then the more you talk about it, you start thinking, "Wait a minute." Anyways, number two. <laughs> number two, keep your lamp filled with oil, bro. <laughs> I mean, the Bible talks about this, right? So, is that the hot object he's supposed to put on his lap, or what? <laughs> or is there this like go. a substitutionary, like a energy bar? Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> because let, let me explain something, Vicar. Uh. I'll make this number one. On Sunday, you will be preaching on the importance of an excitement and the joy of a wedding feast. And how when we gather together on the body and blood of Jesus, this is your wedding feast. Right? Right. This was their wedding feast. (laughs) This is true. All right. Now, to be told, I am really not upset. I'm pretending. No, he's really upset. No, I'm not. <laughs> His face is all red. No, I'm just warm. I had a Red Bull. No, just a listener. I'm just having fun with it. I really, if I would have upset, I would have said something. I'm just having fun with my list. I feel bad now. Don't feel bad. You're you're totally fine. <laughs> By the way, uh, for the listener, uh, as somebody who worked night shift, there is an actual number one. What is that? Stay hydrated. Ooh. Amen. So much water, so, so much, much water. water. That, that so that that isn't that the same as the hot liquid in your lap? Uh, no, maybe. that's preventative. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. It is like twofold reasons, right? Like being hydrated keeps you awake more, but also B, you, you can't go to sleep if you really have to pee. So <laughs> there you go. Because all you're gonna be thinking about uh, is is like, oh man, I could really use a toilet right now. Which means you can't go to sleep. Oh. All right. So uh, I guess uh, then uh, honorable mention then on the same note, then if you can't drink a lot of water, uh, that does the same thing. Just hold it in. (laughs) You can't fall asleep. (laughs) All right. Uh, Listener, what do you, if you, what if you have a comment on helping, uh, Please comment. Just comment. Uh, well, ways that we can help Vicar stay awake during visit a visit. Now, this is a this is a one-off, right? If this happens again, you know we'll probably have another top twelve list, <laughs> right? I mean, we did one of our top episodes ever was our top twelve uh, ways to help your pastor sleep, right? That's true. Apparently, Vicar doesn't need that. So, <laughs> okay. We're done, right. Vicar. We're done. Did you, Let's get but, into the text. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, Berg? Any uh, hit, highlights that you I don't even know what's going on, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drink my scotch and get ready for the text. All right, Vicar, what are you preaching on? It's the parable of the wedding feast from Matthew 22. You want me to read it or just talk about it? Yes, read it. Okay. Again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, 
See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat, fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited are, were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. All right. Berg, do you got any thoughts before I get to Vicar? Um, yeah, this is a great text to preach. Um, you know, the uh, rejection of the Jews that we hear about in Romans chapter 9. You know, these are the people that paid no attention and focused on, um, you know, uh, temporal things rather than on spiritual things. Uh, they are not worthy. Um, it talks about evangelism. Go, therefore, to the main roads and mm -hmm. invite uh, to the wedding feast as many as you can. Um, it really teaches a lot about the nature of the church uh, because the parallel passages have here um, for those who are both bad and good, and that's exactly what we see here with the man who doesn't have the wedding garment on, so that the church properly is the congregation of saints and all and true believers. Uh, and yet within the visible church, there are also evil people and hypocrites. So uh, that will be cast out into outer darkness. So. And Vicar, uh, talk about your sermon. Yeah. So um, a couple things. One, one thing that I kind of focuses focus on is the, the rejection of these people to the, the invitation and how just sort of ridiculous that is right in the ancient world a wedding feast was something that lasted for days and uh, it was generally a very a very good gift to those who were invited um, you would be given lodging you'd be given good food good wine all these sorts of things and yet these people have absolute indifference towards it they just throw it away like it's nothing even though it's the king who's offering this to them um, and so uh, we end up wanting to preach against that, which is good. You don't want to forsake the things of God. Don't want to forsake the church. Um, but ultimately the people you're preaching to are those who haven't forsaken the church, the people in the pews. Right. Um, and we have such wonderful gospel in here that, you know, even though many are called, they are the ones who have been chosen. They have not forsaken the gifts of God. They have come to the wedding feast and received um, even greater gifts than these servants in the parables. They've received hope and comfort um, and joy of, in the eternal life that we have in Christ. And, and the, the, the interesting thing too is, you know, you don't want this to be a situation where people are wondering, well, have I been called or chosen? Exactly. But if they do, I mean, you can always reassure them that uh, predestination is found in the wounds of Christ. Right. That's right. Uh, so, I mean... There is no predestination apart from 
calling, gathering, etc., etc. Right. The, the fact that you're hearing the words of that, of that sermon and taking it to heart is a sign. Hey. <laughs> right. And, and the fact that uh, the robe that you wear is a robe of Christ's own righteousness. Right? Yeah. Imagine how much people didn't want to go that they actually killed those with a message. Hey, I have an invitation. Get them. Well, it's the same with the uh, uh, the parable of the vine dressers and the uh, right. and the option for the Sunday, it, right? Like just so random, right? But there you kind of understand it because you're dealing with money, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, if we go through the one thing that Berg likes to do, if we go through the catechism, that uh, um, that uh, what kinds of things uh, that from the catechism this would address. You could certainly say the, th- the third commandment, mm-hmm. right? You could say uh, thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you could, uh, the second article, who is Jesus? Uh, the third article, who is a church, the bride? Um, uh, obviously, the sacrament of the altar, right? Um, the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. Predestination. Predestination. Yeah. Yeah, so that is the text. So we have another top 12 list that is actually probably, which is better than this one. It is a content from uh, Hannah. Uh, Peter, uh, what do you think we ought to do? Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. All right. Sound a little more awake there. Good job, Vicar. Thanks. I had a sparkling water before this, and it kind of woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> now she. Now uh, this is. Uh, we talked about uh, Vicar not knowing who Hannah is, right? Yeah. So, so so Berg reached out. Actually, this is all on Berg, uh, and he told Hannah the current Vicar doesn't know who you are. Could you do something explaining who you are, mm. in connection to the podcast, of course? And she said, "That made me laugh." I wrote a top 12, and I'm including it here in case I don't get around to shutting myself in a closet and recording something in the next few days. So, she gave us a top 12 list. Now, now I'm confused, though. She did them in the wrong order. You're right, you're right. Uh, should, I, should I read them from the other way around? Should I start from here? Um, yes, uh, Hannah, we'll, we'll do it that way, and you can yeah. let us know if we did it wrong. Don't worry. That's why she's the associate producer, or she was. She She's on hiatus. Uh, that's okay. So, you know, just a guest. Guest. Uh, yeah. She's a mom. Number 12. I am the reason Bullhagen says talks and tastings so carefully. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of the very first ep- first few episodes when, or first emails that we got is her wondering why we called the, the, the show Toxic Tastings. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, I can see why you'd be careful with that, yeah. Right. So that's why I, sometimes I have to even talks, <coughs> and I want to rush it, talks and tastings, but talks and tastings. I say that carefully. Thank you to Hannah. Although it does definitely feel like every episode we record, the the space between the words gets longer and longer. Hmm. I think last week was a record. Talks and tasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even, I think I actually cut it down so it would it would just go. <laughs> Number 11. I might be able to just barely bench the bar, 
but I can carry children like no one's business. That's pretty based. Yeah. Indeed. Number 10. I don't like ice in my water. Wow. That's a... Th- that's a th- so, you know, you know what? No. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be provisionally on Hannah's side on this one. Y'all I'll jump are in against there, too. I'll jump in I'm, there, too. I'm with I her. actually like plain room temperature what? water. But no, you're a psychopath. <laughs> the, the question isn't whether it's ice in the water or not. It's whether it is cold or not. I like cold water with no ice. Water from the fridge or from a cold well. Okay, beautiful. I uh, warm temp room temperature water. Uh, I can I can get on that. I can get on board for that because. So when I lived in Iowa, I was not team ice because all of our water is well water, mm. so it was always cool. Mm-hmm. Now that mm. I'm in Kansas, the water comes out of my tap at like 80 degrees in the summer. <laughs> not a pleasant experience. Right. So now I use ice. And 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 I will say this, okay. Um, I actually very rarely put ice in my water. Do you know why? See if anybody can guess why I don't put ice in my water. Is it because it makes your stomach cold? Freezy. No. That's by the way, if, for listener, that is my when I get a text message, I have it's cold, freezy as my text message. Um and, but uh the reason why, can you guess Berg? Why I don't put ice in my water. I can't. You watch Titanic too many times. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Do you know why I don't put ice in my water? It takes too long. That is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> too much ADHD there. Right. It's like like if I have to if I have to get up, not only get a glass, but then also open up the fridge and put ice in it and then the water and then you know, you want to have ice in the water. You want to stir it a little bit so the ice actually... Well, I get thirsty. I grab a, a glass, fill it with water, and I chug it within as quickly how as I can. How do you live? That's how I drink water. That's very on brand. <laughs> I, I just... It is by the grace of like God. The I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Simplify, simplifying things. It That's takes hot. like three minutes for the me, ice to cool down the water. It took me a couple things in my head. I, I guessed right. That was like maybe my second or third choice in my brain. Mm-hmm. I came to that realization. Uh, the first one was that there was just the, the the one that led me there actually was that it take it takes too long because like your freezer never has easy access to ice anyway. That would have been my right. guess because. Because you open your you open your freezer and then you have like an ice pack sitting where the ice is or or a, a bag of frozen fries yeah. or like vegetables something usually broccoli the way because sometimes they get a little f- frozen spinach in the ice a little bit right and that was my first option the, it, the ice is contaminated in some way <laughs> like there's there's a little bit of broccoli or spinach right. in the with the ice and you're just like uh. one time I actually was visiting someone's house and I if I have asked if I wanted ice in my water and I said sure and then she goes well just be aware there might be breast milk in there <laughs> okay um, but uh, the other thing is too because I chug it guess what you can't do if there's ice in it chug it right yeah you right. Remember, yeah, Bert, you you're, can you're talking you can ch- no the teeth they, they, it, no the teeth get in the just way like, yeah, brain well, freeze just like just use your teeth as like a filter the teeth get in the way. What teeth? You don't have any. Do <laughs> yeah. Remember, Berg, you're talking to someone who rarely fills this tank all the way full because it takes too long. Oh, my goodness. 
I remember watching a bad movie from Redbox because it was taking too long to pick one. <laughs> uh, uh, you'd rather just watch a movie than right. pick a solid movie. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a communal experience, right? Let's go. Please let's tell watch me a it was movie. Kung Pao, the best movie ever. You know, I've I've found a lot of gems that way, like Kung Pao and Napoleon Dynamite. They're pretty mm-hmm. great. Right? We saw Napoleon Dynamite in the theater. We Did also we? saw we also saw the Meg in the theater, and now I see there's a Meg too. Yeah, I missed it. I was gonna go. No one was gonna go with me. Maybe we can we can have a uh, podcast watch party. Oh, that's the thing that happens these days. If you you if you can find a, a service or, or like on Amazon or Netflix or something that finally gets it, we can sync up our audio with the movie and do a watch. It would watch. be like Mystery Science oh, Theater three thousand Meg two. Yeah. Oh, we have to do that. That'd be so. Really cool. If you guys want to see All that, right. donate. Don't, you yeah, don't you have do. to donate. Yeah, yeah you do. Though. You have to you, harass You got to give us like $15,000. <laughs> if you donate wow. us enough, we will we will get rights for the for the movie. Way to start low there, Bird. Put it on the uh, put it on this podcast hey, feed. Hey, get your head in the door and, you know, rather than, you know. So anyway, uh, that was that was Hannah doesn't like ice in her water. <laughs> Number 9. I like spreadsheets and planning ahead. Uh, and then a, a side note on that. I hope Berg never asked me to riff on anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man. Coming. Man, that, that's that's why why Han- we get I get along so well with Hannah because I'm the same way. Oh yeah, yeah don't like, I know it. Can you imagine me how much joy it would bring me to type things into spreadsheets? Oh yeah, every time you hand me your sermon it's right? in an Excel sheet, yeah. Do you know this is true? I don't know if I've said, ever said this on the podcast that if you look at my phone my wife's uh, is Hey H E Y. That's true. Okay. His, his contact name for his wife. Yes, it, it's Hey H E Y. Do you know why? Because uh, like ten years ago, when I was trying to text her, uh, I typed in the phone number, and for some reason, when I when I was going to send my text, it was Hey, and somehow it made it into the contact na- name, and so I just know that's my wife. So that was just, hey. Right, it's been that way. I for... didn't know that was why that was the case. I yeah. knew that's been the case forever. <laughs> right, it's because I started to write text or something, and uh, hey, like, could you start the oven or something like that? All right, we need to get back going. Burger's right. bored. <laughs> He's browsing memes. Number eight. I like hoppy beer, but if I'm drinking anything while listening to the show, it's probably water or day-old cold coffee. Mm. Mm. Day-old day coffee. Hopefully it's not, it's like, it's like one of those espressos or like one cup coffee makers where it's not just been sitting in the pot the whole, like for 12 hours. That's, that's That's how it gets good. (laughs) Oh, like fermented. I know how much you like the fermented foods there. Well-aged. Well-aged iced coffee. Number seven. I don't like sugar-free pancake syrup or tequila. Did Mm. we send her any of that stuff? I, we may have said we were going to send her both of those things, but I'm not sure I that we actually did send I think we sent her those uh, packets of syrup. I don't know if they were sugar-free. From No, I think I think, uh, we, I think we we said we were going to do it, and they sat yeah, but, on the desk. And but then she, she picked, picked them up. up. I think right? she came and visited the studio, That's and we gave it, it to her. Yeah. And, of course, the tequila thing is because Bullhagen can't like imbibe actual alcohol. So What do you mean? Tequila's delicious. Number six. I like cookies. 
And then she's got a comment on that. I used to be a Patreon supporter, but then I stopped to save money to buy myself fancy cookies for Mother's Day because I knew neither my children nor the show would. And I forgot to re-up. <laughs> well, so Vicar, if Hannah wants to re-up on her Patreon, uh, where can she do that? Patreon. Oh, no. Oh, no. His <laughs> list is gone. I don't know where my list His is. His list is gone. It's gone. Oh, no. That was like a two year, two or three-year-old card. Oh, it's here somewhere. We'll find it. Let's, yeah. see, let's see if he's learned something. All uh, right, Vicar, where, where can they get a hold of us? They Vicar? can email us at clerical errors. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they can email at, email us at clerical errors feedback. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, this is going to hurt. All right. uh, <laughs> feedback. Oh, that's at right. Feedback at clerical errors.org. They can also find us on Facebook uh, at uh, clerical errors podcast. Yeah, cl- Facebook.com slash, slash Clerical Errors Podcast. Okay. And then they can also X, us. X at us. Uh, X me, bro. <laughs> at Twitter.com slash Clerical Errors P. P for podcast. And we have a Patreon. And we have a Patreon, which is what we started then there. Patreon.com slash Clerical Errors Podcast. And we've always kicked around uh, having a Patreon, the outtakes of the show, which are very funny. Last episode, I really wish we could have up, we we could upload a uh, you know unedited version, but I don't think I don't think I can behind I can a paywall that. behind a paywall behind fifteen thousand dollars. It's gonna take fifteen grand. It's gonna take fifteen grand because I had I'll be able to support myself <laughs> if, if we that comes out. If we get fifteen thousand dollars a month on Patreon, if we get up to that level, I will post last episode unedited. <laughs> Number five. I just barely tolerate Pastor Chris Christensen. The rest of hmm. us do too. Is that now? Now, Hannah, you can answer this. Uh, is the, are you talking about the interview or the person? Like, what do you mean by that? Well, I think I think she uh, she must be talking about some. I'm not sure we've had a Pastor Chris Christensen on the podcast before. Um, we do yeah. have we do have Pastor Chris Christian over off uh, the the interstate over there. Yeah. Yeah. In Oklahoma, D- don't you're 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 dipping into your voice. Don't dip into your voice. What voice? You started to do it a little bit. You started to do it. I didn't do do not. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I, I remember. I have a really good impersonation of him. It's spot on. Yep. Yeah. You fooled yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Number four. I tolerate Bullhagen's remixes and guitar riffs. <laughs> Okay, so she it's getting better, right? She barely tolerates than to tolerates. Well, we're reading in reverse, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's getting better. Number three. I'm married to an outdoorsy software systems engineer. That's a yep. lot of words. Well, I feel bad. You know, uh, <laughs> those that's that's three jobs that you didn't need to combine. Well, you, you know where is outdoorsy? <laughs> Lander, Wyoming. Oh, so you know, people want to move here. Uh, she did have a couple quotes. She says he doesn't listen to podcasts. His family forced him to get a smartphone last Christmas, <laughs> and we've been camping at Bead Lake, Beads Lake, three years in a row now as a family. The first year the bathrooms were closed for the season, season, and hmm. last year we got caught in a rainstorm when circumnavigating the lake. Mm-hmm. So we actually have reservoirs and stuff that you can actually swim in here. Yeah. Oh, really? It's awesome. So, so what you're saying, Berg, is maybe she needs to tour sometime to take the family out and tour the uh, the talks 
and tastings studios west amen and all of our <laughs> listeners get a hold of us we can set something up it's a beautiful place out here yeah you can join the berg district it's coming number two I served as an associate producer. She says, I started listening to the podcast when it first began on the recommendation of the man who actually introduced Berg to his future wife. It, it is true. Uh, she also says, I boldly gave myself the promotion from favorite listener to associate producer. <laughs> and she says, I took a leave of absence, but no one noticed. <laughs> oh, we noticed. Actually, I, I, I did, Hannah, if truth be told, uh, uh, I I did maybe notice, but I'm always afraid that I said something stupid and made people mad at me, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like she understands. <laughs> and number one, I am the podcast mom. I love each Vicar app update equally. <laughs> That's such a mom thing to say. <laughs> yeah, right. No one from the show ever calls me. And I do nurse that grudge. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I returned her calls. And she says, besides being the podcast mom, I am an actual mom of now three kiddos. Miss Five, the rummager in chief, and baby flip flop. That is a great name for a baby. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, we have her cell phone, right? I think you have her on Facebook or something. I don't know. I mean... We don't have time. We we <laughs> no. We don't have time. Oh, we we have to get into some theology. We're at forty three. So, Fanna, I was gonna call you, but Peter won't let me. You All can right. call her after the podcast. Berg, don't do this to me. <laughs> Your call has been automated. <laughs> yes. So, Hannah, right, we tried to there call you. you. We tried. Well, you didn't answer. All right. Hannah, so, uh, not answering the phone. Uh, put in your spreadsheet, Hannah, that in a year we'll call you back. We'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's let's do something theological, huh? Right. So I had an idea. It was something we hadn't done in a long, long time. And let me tell you how I got here. So uh, my wife, uh, my lovely wife of 29 years. Yeah, 29 years. Uh, likes to watch via Facebook uh, things like animal videos and baby videos. That's pretty much, and sometimes a comedian or two. I don't know why. I, like I try and provide her with as many laughs as I possibly can. Yeah. and um, But she started watching, I think it was an animal video. And guess what the music was? It was the same music that we use for our attention deficit Bible study intro. <laughs> yeah, I have noticed that that one is actually relatively relatively popular uh, for like the cute animal videos. Right, and I thought, you know what? We haven't done that in a long time. So, <laughs> so first of all, what should happen? Peter, play the intro. Do you have impaired concentration? Then this is for you. It's the impaired concentration Bible study. One verse, one verse only. Now, Vicar, as you listen, isn't this just fanciful music? This is amazing. I really like this. Right, right. We, so, uh, we had originally chosen this music because this is what goes on in Bullhagen's head at all times. I believe it. Yeah. And so uh, the reason why 
its attention deficit Bible study is because we only go through one verse, one verse only. And uh, which verse that is? Uh, we don't know. Who knows? Uh, we have a wheel. <laughs> a wheel. <laughs> a wheel of verses. Spin the wheel. All right. All right. Oh, I love this All right, already. Peter. Spin, spin the, the wheel. wheel. Uh, the wheel has spun itself to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 14. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are around you. So, uh, Vicar, make a Bible study on that verse. Yes. Go. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do it. Do it. Well, it's, I think it's immediately applicable to our time, right? Especially mm-hmm. with the levels of just sheer atheism and paganism that's around. Um, it, it is a good exhortation to our people to not, uh, connecting it back to our gospel lesson, not forsaking the church, not forsaking Christ, but instead um, shunning the false idols of the false religions of the the demons okay. that other people worship. And, and a reminder too, as he says that, is you notice how it says the gods. You know there is only one true God. So when we look at the first commandment, "You shall have no other gods before me," it's in His presence, right? It's mm-hmm. not like make God number one in your life. And to have a God, uh, there are three words, Vicar. That we used. What does it mean that when we think of having a God? What are some three good Lutheran words that we should fear, love, and trust in Him? Right, you, not to fear in anything that you would God, trust in anything that you should God, and love anything as though you should God. And this is given in Deuter- Deuteronomy six, where uh, we have God really uh, making a covenant. Moses coming down from Mount Sinai, making a covenant with his people, and God explaining what what it means to love him and what it means to love the neighbor. Berg, what do you have anything? Do you have anything on this? You guys got it. Oh, wow. There we can we should we spin the wheel again? Well, we can't do that. It's one verse. Boom. All right. I want to do it again. Peter, play the intro. <laughs> do you have impaired concentration? Then this is for you. It's the impaired concentration Bible study. One verse, one verse only. Oh, I still love that music. <laughs> All right, well, the intro played, so I guess we have to do it. <laughs> ah, Matthew. We got Matthew 5, 45. So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. All right, Vicar. <laughs> well, give Berg a chance. Berg's oh, okay. been quiet. Yeah, Berg. What do you got here? Well, the that, of course, you know, makes it go with the verse before. Right. Right. Uh, This is talking about loving your neighbors and pray for those who persecute you. Right. Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Right. I mean, why do you do all that stuff? Like, why should you live like a Christian? Why does this stuff not just happen in the future? Right. You know, because I think that's what we do often that you may be sons of your father in heaven, that you may be like your dad, right? Mm -hmm. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And I think that's a good thing to bring up here, right? That flesh gives birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit, right? We want to be like our dad. We want to be like our dad who is in heaven. And that means that we love our enemies, bless those who curse them, you know, curse you, 
Do good right. to those who hate you. Why? Well, that's what God does. Yeah, there's a, a self-awareness in that. Just like, remember how I gave you a lesson on self-awareness, Vicar? <laughs> I think I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Earlier in the podcast. self-aware for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> as as we as Jesus uh, talks about uh, loving the neighbor and loving your enemy and praying for them, th- what if God didn't do that? Where would we be? While we were still enemies, Christ died for us. And as with all kinds of love and understanding love, uh, the epitome is from God who shows that love who is that love, and then that then as a new creation leads us to learn how to love others, even your enemies. And certainly if there's a time where this needs to be heard, it is now, uh, where not only are we living in a time where your enemies should be defeated, and we are living in a time where who someone who has a different opin- opinion than you is your enemy, and we're living in a time where to talk about this, you would never do because rather than work out an issue, the, a solution and, and dealing with your neighbor in love, we'd rather either destroy them or something else. I know, you know people who don't like ice water in their ice in their water. I like ice in my water if someone makes it for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's so funny? All right. Uh, God puts uh, the ice in the glass for the just and the unjust, right? That's right. Uh, Vicar, do you have anything to add? No, I think you guys got it. Well. Okay, so let's put this in a commandment then or uh, an article or whatever. Okay. Well, well, the first one with this would be, I would say you could put this in the second table. Mm-hmm. Right? So all the things that you would think of in the second table of the commandments of loving your neighbor, all those things would then also apply to your neighbor. So, for example, uh, stealing from your enemy is sinful too. Uh, uh, Harming the name of your enemy is sinful too. Coveting what your enemy has that doesn't belong to you and trying to steal loyalty of your neighbor from them is sinful. Um, and uh, one, we repent, but also we learn to show love even to these enemies. So that, that's a good place to start. Um, the other is the first article. Uh, why first article? Because as as Jesus explains, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, right? Um, we need to recognize, even if they are enemies or people who act or believe differently or who do, in our mind, bad things, uh, we still rely on each other, and God still uses one another to get along in this world. You know? You might have an unjust person working at the grocery store, and God uses them to help feed you. Um, and, and that also shows in that first article that, that God does care and love for them, even if they may not recognize him by giving them what they need in this earthly life. Um, how about, you got one, Berg? 
I mean, sanctification, right? That ye may be mm-hmm. like your father in heaven. Right. Sanctification. That, uh, you know, it's not a way to just beat the crap out of you, but, like, you want to be like your dad. Right. Right. And oh, also the fact... Hannah is calling us back. Oh. Ah. Okay. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Berg. How's it going? Uh, I think I'm being stood up for a dinner date. Oh, well, we won't take much of your time. We, You just said you, we never called you, so we called oh. you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, there we go. Aw, that warms my heart on this cold, chilly evening. It's not even that cold. Come on. It, no, you're right. I would eat outside. <laughs> you can't hear us, Hannah, up. but hi, we're all here. Ask her if, she, if there's yeah. anything she wants to say to the whole crew. So they all say hi. You can't hear them, but... Uh, is there anything you want to say to everyone that's that's here? Oof. Um, be kind to new mothers and mothers who have additional children added to their family. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you are already anyway. Tell Peter I'm only sassy to him because I love yes. him. Yep. Uh, the feeling is mutual. And, she, and he <laughs> says the feeling's mutual. Okay, there we go. So uh, There's someone here who wants to say hi to Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did your... Top 12 list, so... Oh, good. Did you do it in the correct order? Um, it depends. You'll have to listen to find out. Oh, yes. The weekly suspense. So, we're supposed to wrap this up, so... All right. All right. Uh, We'll talk... Enjoy your date. Let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go. That's exactly right. All right. Thanks for calling. I'll write it down in my diary. Uh, She's going to write it down in her diary that we call. You love her. So... All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, listen to you soon. Bye. Yep, bye. Oh. <laughs> I can't oh. do that. I don't I don't tell any of my blood relatives that I love them. <laughs> oh, that repressed emotion that's was brought gross, to you by man. the Clerical Heirs Podcast. <laughs> the only time my grandma told us that she loved us was before before she died. So... You know, and at that point, you kind of have to, right? Yeah, and I mean, like seventy-two hours before that, she was like, "I don't have a favorite. I can find something wrong with all of you." <laughs> <laughs> wow, the apple does not fall far from the tree, does it? <laughs> all right, can we get like five or ten minutes more content? I'm not sure how, but can we do it? All right, just ask me uh, a question. Just, just try. <laughs> how about I want to? I want to hear. See, all right. This is why I want to hear, see any Pope tweets. All right. Uh, we, should, we should have done Berg's thing. <laughs> I know. I know. I offered, but I thought we had enough. So. <laughs> oh, we can't look at Pope tweets anymore because of freaking Twitter. Hang on. Hashtag X. It's Twitter at me. <laughs> you mean X you? No, I don't. <laughs> I like how you only have four notifications. <laughs> First person is Pope Francis. All right. Let me know if you see anything you like, Bull Higgin. All right. Solomon Kane is amazing. Spin the wheel of Pope tweets. <laughs> All right. You got to tell me which one you want to talk about. All right. I can't just choose one because I'm sure it's not going to be a good one. He doesn't have a lot of bangers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vicar picked one. If this is bad, it's Vicar's fault. Oh, no. What'd you choose? Uh, Vicar chose, I have decided 
Do I have to do this like a pope? <laughs> I have. To <laughs> do it. Do it with a. Do an Italian do it accent. A, do an impression of Chris Christensen reading this. I mean, Chris Christian, Pastor Chris Christian. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We'll see what would he say. I have decided to declare Friday, twenty-seven October, a day of fasting, penance, and prayer for hashtag peace. I invite the various Christians confessions, Christian confessions, members of other religious, and all who hold the cause of peace in the world at heart to participate. So that actually, you picked a good one, Vicar, because not only does he have like the date weird, right? Friday, twenty-seven October. That's like, a European not, yeah. way. That's well, no, no, well, but, no like, it's October. It 18th. should be the twenty-seventh of October, not just like if you're gonna say Friday, like you have to do the whole thing. But also, he said, members of other religious. That's That wasn't a misread. That He actually typed that. <laughs> or like his Oh, yeah, yeah, he typed it. His he, vicar typed he that. He didn't type he it. He is the vicar. <laughs> He's got like 10,000 vicars working for him. Right. The under vicars. Yeah, he had, he had Albert Pujols do that one. All right, nice. so oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is why I like your, uh, your, your choosing this one, vicar, because we already did a Bible study. That's right. From uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Yeah. Which said, you remember? Don't go after the uh, idols of your of the uh, neighboring nations. Uh, the, the idols of the people around you. And what is the Pope asking people to do? <laughs> go after the idols of the your neighboring nations. Right. Pray to those idols. If you happen to like those idols, pray to those idols. Just pray to a God. Right. Well, and who is the God here? Peace. Your guess is as good as mine. Right? I mean, that's the God here is peace. Right? Isn't that exactly what he says? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, all religions pray for peace, pray for peace. Well, what does our Lord say about that? Well, he says pray for your enemies. He says pray for your enemies, right? But he also says um, that there are false prophets who say peace, peace when there is no peace. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so what kind of peace are we talking about here? Carnal peace? Or are we talking about actual spiritual peace? And the spiritual peace we get is from Christ. And, of course, the Pope is going to invite everyone to do this, even though they don't consider us church. And the reason they don't consider us church is because we don't have apostolic succession. So, Bullhagen, you're not right. really a pastor, neither am I. Hmm. We don't have apostolic succession. Well, the only one that does is kind of vicar. He's like the 20th in line of the other vicars. Not is long that, enough. It's, be... it's got to go back to St. Peter, man. And well, I, I mean, it, it goes it back you. to mummy. <laughs> 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 so there's that. It's close. close. <laughs> well, it depends on how old that mummy is, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, that was that was very ap- good. Good choice, Vicar. All right, uh, let me pick one. He says, uh, "Well, does not the ref- <laughs> yeah you can't you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna get canceled. Okay, you can't do that. No, please do. I mean, <laughs> we'll go underground. <laughs> we'll do ham radio. <laughs> War does not resolve any problem. It only sows death and destruction." Increase hate, multiple vengeance. We, war erases the future. I exhort believers to take only one side in this conflict. 
the side of peace, not in word, but in prayer. Okay, there's a lot here I agree with. That, war is right. war is like terrible. Anyone who's a war hawk is stupid because it's the least conservative thing we can do. War does so just death and destruction. War does increase hate. War does multiply vengeance. That's actually true. War erases the future for a lot of people. But here's a question, though, Berg. Okay. It says it only sows death. I mean, war has to be confronted with war sometimes, right? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, the thing is, is like a lot of our conflicts have nothing to do with us. And I gave a paper on this back in, what, 2016? On just war. On just war, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like... If a nation is in trouble, like, for example, I am not against the right of the Israelis to defend themselves. But, like, if you treat the Palestinians like crap for 70 years, what's what's the deal, you know? No doubt you're going to radicalize people. That's why we have people like Jesse James, whose father-in-law, or basically his stepfather-in-law, was tortured with his mother by Union soldiers during the, during the Civil War, and then they were kicked out of their house. Well, yeah, of course you're going to become an irregular. Of course you're going to become radicalized. Of course you're going to continue to be an outlaw. If anyone did that kind of stuff to my family, yeah, it'd be very, very hard not to repay evil with evil. Right. And if he's talking about what's going on with the Israelis and the Palestinians, yeah, if you live in a gutter for 70 years when a million of you have to be supported by UN shipments there, of, of by, course... By the way, you, you, you could say some of that gutter was self-created. Okay, how do you build a civilization when all this is going on? Okay. But, but, Berg, what do you think he means by not in word, but in prayer? The side of peace, not in word, but in prayer. This is the actually the biggest issue I have with him. Okay, what's word? Okay? I mean, of course, what he means by word is talking about things, right? People mm-hmm. who lie, people who, you know, have halfway meanings and all this kind of stuff, the sort of way that the world looks at it. And he's trying to be religious and saying, well, not in word, but in prayer. But Christians should deal with each other in terms of the truth. Right. I mean, like, if you don't tell your pastor the truth, we will never know how to serve you. We don't know what's going on inside your head. And and uh, to be on the side of peace... Be- it kind of makes a differentiation that and somehow that uh, not supporting peace with your words uh, is somehow not all like it's inferior in, to prayer. When uh, I suppose if you're a monk, you, you'll find it a higher calling to just be in constant prayer as a, rather than actually helping and serving others. Right. And I mean, it makes a dichotomy that I don't think. Makes sense to me. Because, I mean, let's be honest, okay? If you're truthful, then you're going to figure out, oh, the person on the other side of the table is me, 
wants similar things that I do, right? Mm -hmm. They do. They want to live. They don't want to die. So the problem is not the person on the other side of the table. The problem is the situation. So let's mm-hmm. fix the situation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this would be a great thing for pastors all the way around, right? These people are not your enemy, right? Right. Pray. I mean, yeah. we want them, like, a lot of, like, Grandma Schmidt is not your enemy. She's not. Yeah, it, right. I mean, they think we've, we have uh, made enemies you know, like what they have over there is enemies, right? That's that's what an enemy looks like. I mean, they want to out to kill each other, right? And, and I, then we, we, I'm just talking in general. I mean, they have enemies, but you know what? Show love to your enemies. Do good to those who right. hate you, right? If right. you're a Christian, that's what you do. But I'm even talking in the church, right? The person sitting across from you who opposes you is not your enemy. The situation is the enemy. Find common ground with them. Work together. Be allies in making this work. Right. Yeah, because that that's a that is a common idea that people have. Is the problem in the church is that other person. And it keeps everyone from actually looking into their own heart. So, I mean, that's really the biggest thing that we can talk about here is you're not opposing flesh and blood. And you need to continue to look at God's word to make sure that you're not opposing God, right? Because Mm -hmm. either you're Mm -hmm. with God or you're with the devil. If you're not opposing the principalities and the spiritual powers and da-da-da-da-da, right? As Ephesians Mm -hmm. 6 says, well, if you're not opposing them, Maybe you're actually working with them, and you should right. stop that. Well, how's that for uh, an ending, huh? That's a, a good, good place to, or, to end with. Or, Put a bow on, on some wisdom on uh, what we've done here. I would like to end before Vicar falls asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. This is Bullhagen. This is Berg. And this is Vicar. And may your vicar stay awake. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast or email us at feedback at Thanks for listening to Clerical Airs. See you next time.